Sorry. <laughs> that just like, gosh, made me a little emotional. It's okay. I'm um, sorry. Hello, I am Alex Weiss, and welcome to Revealing Your Secrets, the podcast. Have you ever been bullied? Me too. Well, lucky for us, today we will be speaking with an ex-bully, getting in their mind and hopefully better understanding their hurtful ways. You've got mail. I once sucked the blood out of my tampon like the Giovanna Plowman girl who got famous for it did. I thought Giovanna Plowman fully ate her tampon, like chewed and swallowed. Can you fact check that? <laughs> oh, I am on it. <laughs> you have the gnarliest fact checking jobs. It's the best part of my job, actually. The nickname given, oh, Tampon Girl is the nickname given to Giovanna Plowman, a teenager who uploaded a video of herself sucking on what appears to be a uh. used feminine hygiene product. So she did. Oh, she oh, didn't in January eat it. 2013. She so it. she sucked on it. Okay. Interesting. I didn't even know that. That's bizarre. You didn't know about Giovanna Plowman? I didn't. And even Plowman? Come on. You didn't know no, about Giovanna did, Plowman? Did, I thought what? everybody knew Giovanna Plowman. Oh, my. Did I? Oh, no. Well, oh, what about everyone else this? back there? Does Every everyone else back here know about her? Uh, I do not know about Okay. Oh. You know what? I think it's an age gap thing. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. It's a, yeah. That's, it's a, I'm um, a part of the Giovanna Plowman damn, generation. that's the divide. That's the new divide. <laughs> Slime and Giovanna <laughs> Plowman. Oh, gross. Let me take it back. Because I feel like we didn't even, just, this is insane. I once sucked the blood out of my tampon, like the Giovanna Plowman girl who got famous for it did, just out of curiosity. And for some reason, I also threw up that day. Well, anyways, there was blood in my throw up and I was taken to the emergency room for it and had to have some procedures done. I could not admit that this was because I drank my own period blood. Small yikes to that medical fee. Small yikes. Small yikes. Like a big, massive, whopping, throbbing yikes. That is so embarrassing. Life or death, I think I would just face the consequences of my actions rather than telling a soul that the reason I was at the hospital is because I ate my own period blood. And for what? Out of curiosity? That is not a sufficient explanation. What compels someone to do that? Unless there's like a large, massive whopping throbbing sum of money, no excuse. Hey Alex, I've been a huge fan since a few years back watching you make people's Uber ride uncomfortable, lol. Anyway, my secret is kind of soul crushing for me and it's been heavy on my heart and I have thought of it countless times since it has happened. Years ago, the summer I started college, I got hired at a restaurant slash bar in my city. I was freshly 18 that year and had my smart serve, so they had hired me as a bar back, which is someone who kind of assists the bartender and does bitch work. My trainer, who was the main bartender at the time, was so nice and he was very funny to me. We developed a flirty relationship, which sent some people suspicious, thinking we may have been doing more. He was 31. He would rub up against me behind the bar and tell me how he loved that I was petite and that I was gorgeous. We even swapped numbers to share songs, which led to flirty and dirty messages. It wasn't until after we developed this very flirty and touchy relationship at work that his girlfriend, I didn't even know he had walked in to see him a month later. I was shocked and weirded out because he never mentioned her. And to me, that was purely cheating already. 
This is now going to get to the part I feel horrendous about and sick about. I was pissed after seeing he had a girlfriend, so I questioned him being visibly disturbed. He said they're in the middle of breaking up, apparently, and that she kicks him to the couch and treats him oh so bad, and that they're only with each other because they owned a house together. Long story short, I believed him like the dumbass I am and continued his flirtationship and ended up making out with him and getting dirty in the beer fridge in the back, as well as a possible session of Roadhead. Possible? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Jerry's out. And then the romantic messages being exchanged that he was ending things with her for me and that he never felt the way he did for me. Eventually waiting for him fell flat because it was continuous unmet promises from him and we parted ways as he moved jobs as well. He still kept a friendship with me, assuming because he I could have ruined his current relationship. A few months go by and I get a job at a different restaurant that was way more classy and meant more money. The girlfriend was a server there and I didn't know. I worked with her for a few months before I quit due to the anxiety. I never told her. She was gorgeous and kind. It made me sick. It has been almost seven years since this started, and I have them both on social media. They got married just recently, oh. by the way. I feel as though I should have said something before the marriage. I don't know. XOXO, never believe the guy that says they're breaking up with the girl they own a house with. <laughs> That's a good point, a good lesson to learn. If you are getting involved with someone and they tell you that they're in the process of breaking up with someone, take 10 steps backward mm -hmm. and then take 10 steps more backwards, then get on a plane, then get on a train, then get on a scooter, then get in a taxi, get on a <laughs> bus, run 16 miles and celebrate that you've gotten away. Hmm. The subject of telling someone that they've been cheated on or are being cheated on when you don't know them well, I've learned is very controversial. I mean, I think it changes mm -hmm. the situation when you're the other person, but either way, I uh, sometime in the last year or so, it, some information was bestowed upon me that I did not want to be bestowed upon me. That someone I knew was being cheated on. And I was like toiling over whether I should tell them or not. I asked so many people in my life and it was a really it was really divided because some people say it's not your business. They should be the one to tell. And but on the other hand, I would want to know and I don't want to keep quiet for someone else's bad behavior. I still I even went on. I was so unsure that I asked on Reddit. It was the second time in my life I've ever posted on Reddit. And most of my responses were like, shut up, bitch. Keep your mouth shut. Damn. Reddit's not the place to go. Uh. Well, maybe some forums are, but that wasn't the forum to ask for life advice. Amanda, do you think that when someone has this Ugh. information, they should tell someone? That is such a, a tough question. Ultimately, I want to stay out of other people's business. Like, I don't want to involve myself in something that I'm not involved in. It's, yeah. But that, because I, I mean, honestly, I've had that experience too. And I just like, but and you didn't say anything. Well, but it depends because like I said, if it's, it depends on who it is, if it's like a friend, but there's like a lot. We're talking someone you don't know well. And your answer is no. I would stay out of it. Yeah. I, it's, I'm have this like moral high ground. That's totally false because I, in theory, I'm like, yes, tell her. I don't even care that they're married, but in practice, guess what I did? Nothing. No, but that it's like, I don't, I don't think it's, I mean, maybe it's, the easy route is I feel like what you're trying to say it is, but I also feel like it's like 
people's relationships are complicated. And if that person were to convince the other person that what you were saying was a lie, then you're involved in this triangle. And then you're the bad guy. And who knows? It's like, of course they want to, they, when people want to believe something, they'll believe it. So I think if they're not ready to accept that that could be happening, they're going to blame that on you. And I just like, don't Don't want to be that that. person. I don't want it. I've had this conversation as well. It's a lot of the times people are going to want to preserve their relationship. And so they won't buy what you're telling them. And then you just end up being sort of like an unintentional homewrecker, even though it was actually the fault of the person who cheated in the first place. I mean, and just, yeah, like, it's just, we don't know. We're not part of it. I just think it's not... You know? I, I, it's so like stupid. I get it, but Amanda. I also get what you're saying. I yeah. disagree with you. Okay. And yet, my actions line up with you. True. I hear you. I I'm, hear you. Yeah. I'm like, but I feel like you're, it's almost like we're coming at it from different angles. Like you're viewing it like it's just the easy route or something. And I'm viewing it like it's just, um, None okay. of my business. Okay, I see. I'm like, I'm putting the self uh, judgment like that I'm I choosing keep... the easy route and you are saying that it's actually just a, de- a decision to mind your own business. Yeah, like it's not the easy, it's not the, re- it's just a route. It's not the easy route in my eyes. I think it's actually the wise route because if I want to live a peaceful life, you know. Here's my question. If you're watching on YouTube, if you are watching on YouTube, leave a comment down below. If you had information that someone you don't know well was being cheated on, would you tell them? Have you told someone? Have you not told someone? I want to know. I killed someone and I don't regret it. That feels really weird to actually say, but here we are. I know you're probably freaking out, but trust me, I had good reason. This was in high school, I won't say how long ago, and this boy, we'll call him Thomas, he was 17, was best friends with my cousin, we'll call her Kit, who was 14, whom I lived with because of my own family issues. Their friendship was always strange to me, considering the age difference, but Kit and I weren't close, so I didn't bother asking. He was over frequently, so it wasn't out of the blue that day when he was at the house, but it was weird how late it was. I was up due to general insomnia, so when I heard Kit yelling and screaming, I was rushing down the stairs. We lived with my grandma, who was often gone on business trips. She wasn't home that night. I came down to find Thomas practically on top of Kit, his hand up her shirt, and her shrieking at him to get off. I wouldn't sit here and let this man rape my baby cousin. Before I knew it, I had a kitchen knife in my hand and I stabbed him. I still remember what it felt like and I still remember the instant regret. He dropped quickly. And even with his obvious death, I was still numb in the moment. Kit was crying and my head was reeling as I realized that the two of us couldn't dispose of the body on our own. She was way too hysterical and at the time, I wasn't very strong at all. I was struggling with an eating disorder. Somehow we ended up calling our other cousin who lived in town. We'll call her Claire. We didn't give her much information other than that we needed help. Obviously, when she got there, she had a lot of questions. But after explaining the situation, she was on our side. The river wasn't far, but rolling the body in the rug was the hard part. Eventually, we chucked it down the canyon and into the river. I disposed of the knife in the woods. It wasn't much later that it hit me that I had taken a 17-year-old's life. I cried all that night and into the next day. He was filed as as missing by his parents. Weeks later, they found his body. We later learned that he wasn't dead after I had stabbed him. He drowned in the river while stuck in that rug. 
His last moments were spent suffering. At first I felt worse, but now I'm glad they were. I'm glad he suffered. It's what he deserved. We live in a small town. The murder shook the community. The police investigated for months. Kit was a suspect, being the last person to see him alive. She claimed he never made it to her house. Multiple times I considered confessing to get Kit off the hook, but I knew Kit wouldn't be able to handle it. Not to mention that during this time I was dating Thomas's best friend. The death sent him into a spiral, resulting in him becoming increasingly more abusive. I eventually broke up with him, but I think he knows. I think he knows I killed his best friend. I don't know how. I know I'm crazy. I know I'm spiraling, but I also know that everything I did was to protect Kit. I also know that the case ran cold. And there is no evidence against either of us. I love my baby cousin and will do anything it takes to ensure her safety. Even if that means I had to kill someone. This is so crazy that I'm finding it a bit hard to believe. Almost. Although, something about the details make make it believable. I mean, you might just be a good storyteller. And I know that this person went out of their way to make uh, an anonymous email. Like, with the word anonymous in it. And, uh... Emphasize not to contact them. So that's kind of compelling. Amanda, do you believe this story to be true? Uh, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Well, let's just pretend it's true for the sake of a good time. I don't know if that's the right wording considering someone died and someone got assaulted. We're going to pretend it's true. Um, I think it's interesting how we dig ourselves into holes so much bigger than the holes we need to be in like if she just if they just called the cops after attacking this boy I don't think anything they would have gotten in trouble but instead they wrapped their other cousin into it this kid died at the bottom of a river drowning in a carpet they wasted a perfectly good carpet probably and now the three of them have this hanging over their head for the rest of their lives. I feel like we need um I feel like we need an unset lawyer to help us work through these things cuz I want to know what would have happened if they just called the cops after the fact or if they turned themselves in now. Isn't Meredith a lawyer? Or she was a lawyer? She was a lawyer. I wonder if she was a criminal lawyer. We should ask her. I feel like she probably was. Come on. You think so? Like she wasn't doing real estate law. No, like she wasn't doing some yeah, like some like square bear like square shit. bear. Okay, next time Meredith is on the show, we're gonna ask her if she was a criminal lawyer. Oh my god, that would be amazing. Imagine a triple threat <gasps> lawyer, therapist, badass. Boom. Meredith Levy. Oh my god, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. If not, email us. If you study criminal law and have nothing better to do with your time than call into this podcast, I think we need someone on speed dial. I'm really, the. it's the whole rolling them up into a rug, you know? What about that? I don't know. It's just the imagery. That's where I'm getting, that's like the sticking point for me, right? The part that's really unsettling for me is him drowning in the rug in the river. Well, that's what I mean. Like rolling him into a, rolling him into a, a rug, and like, why would you need to do that if it's in self defense? Like you said, I don't know. Well, I think that's what happens when we panic. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I get that. But I don't think they would have gotten in any trouble had they just told the cops. I mean, if there's ever a good reason to attack someone, a good enough reason, it's because they're assaulting your minor of a cousin. True, but then. 
I guess there's also the fear that you're not believed, maybe. You know? Sure. Sure. I, a, who knows? I don't know what I would have done. Maybe I would have rolled him in a rug. I mean, there's I don't no know. way maybe I would have rolled him in a rug. Too. I wouldn't have rolled him in the rug. I don't think I would have <laughs> It would have been really hard to do, too. Well, rugs in and of themselves are very heavy. Like, imagine that. And then I you mean, throw just, a full teenage boy in the rug as well. I think the thing why it's the thing that I'm thinking more about is because it's like I can understand that stabbing someone in like a, a, a moment of like just a heated moment or something could happen super fast. And but that rolling someone up is like slow and like methodical like that. You know what I mean? Like that's more calculated. I agree. It's which makes it a little bit uh, more separate from reality and harder to believe. But at the same time, it's like I've never been in a situation where I stabbed someone and thought they were dead and didn't know if I would get in trouble. So who knows? No, I, I have no idea. Who knows? Wow. But I think that's why people like true crime so much because people want to feel like, I don't know, what could it feel like, I guess. I actively avoid true crime content because I was just going to fight with my sister about this the other day because I just feel like it's really harmful for my brain. Like it just Mm. makes me feel icky inside. And then she was like, what about what you talk about on your podcast? (laughs) 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 So we all have our interests, I Mm -hmm. suppose. Okay, so been a fan for a long time. I love revealing your secrets, and I just finished the first podcast episode, and I thought that you had some very insightful responses to uh, some of the audio submissions. And so I have a little predicament that I wanted to reveal slash get your opinion on. Um, so basically, I've been with my boyfriend for about a year and a half now. He's really great. We live together. Things are perfect. And uh, during all of this time, I've been openly bisexual. But for the last like six months or so, I'd say uh, I am gay. I am 100% gay. Uh, I, girls are so hot. <laughs> and I, I don't really know what to do with my boyfriend. Um, the sex is okay, but every time we have sex, I can't help but feel like I wish uh, he was a girl. Um, I love him. I don't want to leave him. Our lease is for another year, so we kind of have to stay together. Uh, Yeah, advice appreciated. Thanks, Alex. Love you. Something is not quite adding up between things are perfect and every time we have sex, I wish he was a girl. (laughs) And things are perfect and I don't know what to do with my boyfriend. Like he's an old mattress. I don't know what to do with my boyfriend. Like you just literally don't know. Should I recycle him? Do I take him to the so junkyard? Is there a number I can call? <laughs> can they pick him up? One eight hundred got junk. <laughs> yeah, can he be curbside pickup? <laughs> oh my god! I feel like she's either lying to herself about how much she loves her boyfriend, or maybe maybe she does love her boyfriend and she also wants to go do gay stuff. Either way, a conversation has to be had. These feelings are not going to go away. And breaking up is a possibility, but sharing a lease with someone is not a good reason to stay with them. You also maybe will find a solution you didn't even think possible. Like you could open your relationship, date people who are into ethical non-monogamy. I don't know. 
I don't know, but the world is your oyster and the only way to explore it is to talk to him about it first and do it soon because women rule and you want to maximize your queer years. Maximize your queer years. That's my advice. If I had anything on my gravestone, it would say, maximize your queer years. You got that? Good. Let's move on. Hey, girl. <laughs> so when I was about eight or nine, I had a really bad fear of toilets. So to cope with this problem, um, I guess I should start off by saying I was afraid of toilets because I was worried there'd be a bug in them, like a centipede, just like crawl around there, or perhaps a snake slithering mm. on the lid, on the inner, on the inner part of the lid. It's very likely. So to deal with this issue, I I used to like grab a plastic bag and, and kind of cup it. Like, put it in my hand and then cup it under my vahuki. And I used to poop. And I used to, like, tie it off and throw it in the trash can. And I don't ever remember it smelling. But I think sometimes when I was really worried about it smelling, I would just kind of, like, plop it in the toilet and then I would throw away the bag. And that seemed to work properly. So I never changed my my ways, my... My my execution was pretty well, pretty well done. So I thought that would last forever, honestly, until one day came along and I went to use Mother Goose's bathroom. Um, and I do remember this day we had a babysitter there. So I, you know me, made a little cup with my hand, plopped it in the bag and tied it up and put it in the trash can. A few hours later, Mother Goose comes home as she would regularly. Um, thank God she ever, thank God she never skipped out on us. We love you, Mother Goose. We're not topic. Anyway, <laughs> she came home and little did I know, she found the bag and she started like not yelling. You know, she wasn't angry. She was more of shocked, um, disgusted. Uh, literally anything in that category. So she obviously assumed it was the babysitter because she was like, there's no way this is my child. And you, why would she assume it was me? So she like calls the babysitter and is like basically accusing her of shitting in his bag and yells at her. And then I just remember her like showing me the poop bag. So I was like, I want to see it. You know, me being like a little actor that I am. And yeah, I like I basically let my babysitter take the blame for shitting in a fucking grocery bag and leaving it in the trash. And that's on childhood. And that's on childhood. I love that the bag in the secret was a grocery bag, that the trajectory of its life began holding groceries oh, yet God. to be consumed to carrying groceries post consumption. That's art. Ew. That's art. Amanda, don't laugh. Sorry. That's art. Okay, it's art. <laughs> I can't imagine anything more embarrassing 
than getting in trouble at work because you are being accused of shitting in a bag and putting it in the trash. Horrifying. Okay, I actually, I have a poll that I want to ask the audience. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment down below. We'll put together a poll. I don't know where, but it'll be in the show notes in the description box on YouTube. Here's the question. Would you rather tell a doctor that the reason you are at the hospital is because you ate your period blood or get in trouble at work for pooping in a bag and throwing it in the trash? I know what my answer is, but I'm actually not going to answer because I'd rather not sway the vote. Uh, one more question that we can answer. Would you fire someone for pooping in a bag and throwing it in the trash if you were their boss, Amanda? Um, I mean, it doesn't seem like a fireable offense. Yeah, I would just have questions. I don't think I would fire them. It didn't sound like she got fired, but... Well, no, they also probably shouldn't throw it in the trash right there, too. At least put it in At least your put purse it in like the- and then bring it home. <laughs> bring it to your own trash. Throw it in your own trash, right. Throw it out on the side of the road with that girl's boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I don't know what to do with my boyfriend. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this shit in a bag. It's the same thing. All right, moving on to going public, we will be speaking with the following bully. Ex-bully. Hi, Alex. I don't know how interesting this will be, but it's something that I don't know I'll ever get over. So might as well tell someone. When I was in high school, I'm about to be a sophomore in college, I was a bitch and a bully. I had a boyfriend who treated me well, but I still treated him like shit, like verbally abused this boy and some of my friends because I was just so angry all the time. When my boyfriend broke up with me, rightfully so, I was completely devastated and worked on making a change in myself. Since then, I've been in therapy and learning a lot about my codependent issues and healthier ways to cope with my trauma. I've been doing a lot better now, but I still feel incredibly ashamed and guilty. Like, I can't believe I said the things I said. Everyone tells me that I'm different now and that I should learn to forgive myself, but I don't know that I want to forgive myself. I don't ever want to hurt someone again, and I think not forgiving myself keeps me accountable. All right, let's talk to her. Hello. Hello. Nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you, too. So, I read your secret. And I have questions. Great. <laughs> Before we begin, I just want to start by saying I have a personal motive here. I'm not going to lie. I have, well, I've been bullied, as many have. I've also been in a verbally abusive relationship. And so, and into this day, I still don't understand how someone could be that mean or why, or if they were aware at all. Uh, so I... I'm probably projecting a lot of my experience onto you for answers. And I wonder if a lot of people will do that as well. I know that you're your own person, but Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm intrigued and hopefully it'll be cathartic for everyone. Okay. Great. I hope so too. (laughs) Are you like, why am I doing this? A little bit. Yeah. I'm just, Oh no. Wow. I'm just kind of (laughs) nervous. I'm sorry. Um, if I, what I just said made you more nervous. I'm happy oh, you're right. here. 
It's all good. If you don't want to answer anything, just let me know. Why do you think you chose anger to cope? Um, I think that's just because, like, that's all I was really, like, taught to do. Like, I wasn't really showed any other ways to cope with your emotions other than, like, being very reactive, I guess. So your parents were reactive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry that you grew up in that environment. Oh, it's all right. Would you say that you were also mean to yourself at the time? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I think, though, like, I've just been so, like, uh, insecure, like, my entire life that, like, I didn't, sometimes I don't really notice, like, when it's getting bad because I feel like it's always been bad. I don't know if that makes sense. (laughs) As in, you can't even, you have no semblance of a reality where you aren't being mean to yourself? Yeah, a little bit. I think so. What kind of stuff would you say to the people in your life? Um, it was, I remember a lot towards my ex-boyfriend. It was like, I would make fun of the fact that like he was religious and religion like really mattered to him a lot. Um, to other kids, it was like, I was in this um, competitive sport and I was like really jealous that they were all better than me. So I would just kind of tear them down. Like anytime they performed their piece in front of the class, like I would give like really, really harsh criticism and I would just like critique like every single thing that they did. Um, Do you think people thought of you as a bully? I don't know. (laughs) Um, I'm sure like a few people did. I talked to like, because I have like apologized to a lot of people. I've changed and like, um, I talked to some people and they were like, oh, I honestly didn't really notice or even care <laughs> that you were like being a bitch. <laughs> did you apologize to your ex-boyfriend? Yeah, <laughs> I did. And um, but I didn't do it in a good way. I don't know. I just like everything about that situation. I could I wish I could just, I don't know, forget or like just redo it. How did it just you wasn't feel good. like you messed up your apology? Because I think, like, I just wasn't genuine when I was saying it. Because mm. I still, like, I think um, when I was apologizing, I still didn't really understand why I was apologizing. And I just wasn't really in a position to be, like, talking to him anymore. I don't know. So by the time that you had a better understanding of what you did, you had already apologized. And so it's just, like, a matter of letting it be. Yeah. How yeah, long so. after the relationship ended did you apologize? Oh, I think, like, honestly, almost immediately. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Because I think whenever the relationship ended, um, I was, like, very, um, I don't know, like, I was just, like, absolutely wrecked, I guess. I was just, uh, I just couldn't handle it, um. And I guess I was just, like, in denial a lot. And I thought, like, if I apologized, we would get back together. Right. But you had a lesson to learn and you needed to be alone. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm curious. Is there anything specific you've said, like, your biggest regret of saying something mean? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I I don't know if there's, like, really, like, the biggest thing I regret. I think, like, I just remember 
moments here and there where I was just like being rude. I guess like the biggest thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I want to say it. Okay, that's fair. Sorry. Oh, I'm so curious, but I won't push you. (laughs) Respecting boundaries can be hard sometimes. (laughs) Sorry. Did you know that you were being mean at the time? Um, I think like a few times. Actually, no, like I think, well, I struggled between like, at the time, I didn't really know. And like, looking back now, like I really should have known. But I think like at the time, like I was being like, just genuine with my like feelings, I guess. Sure. Your outside was reflecting your inside. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And you felt like all of it was justified in the moment. Yeah, I think so. I definitely had like a huge like victim complex. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Did it feel good to be mean? Oh, definitely not. (laughs) It was like, it wasn't worth it. I like, I think it gave me like a little bit of temporary relief because like, I already felt like so shit about myself that like making someone else feel like shit about themselves. I'm like, okay, great. Like we're on the same level again. But I think like in the end, like at the end of the day, it didn't make me feel any better about myself. It just made me feel worse. Like I'm literally being a bully. (laughs) So you would do it and then feel badly after? Because you said that you weren't totally aware that you were doing it. So at what point would you feel bad? I think like I would feel bad, but I wasn't really like aware that it was because of the bullying. (laughs) You were like, I don't know why, but I just don't feel good after like screaming at someone. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) literally. I you, I think that a lot of us unconsciously deal with our problems in ways that we can't comprehend while they're happening. And I personally, this is not a way that I've dealt with trauma or uh, interpersonal issues, but I totally understand how it could happen and feel like it's just out of your hands. Yeah. <laughs> Have you relapsed anytime recently? When's the last time you were mean? Oh, gosh. I honestly don't even remember. Like, it's been a few years. Was it, um, you don't reformed. remember the specific, you're reformed. Okay. So after the breakup, you took time, reflected, decided you did not want to be cruel to people. Yes. I love that for you. But you mentioned in the secret that you are still hard on yourself about it. Why? Um, sorry. <laughs> that just like, gosh, made me a little emotional. It's okay. I'm um, sorry. No, you're good. (laughs) I just, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, I just think, like, because it just wasn't a good thing to do, and I'm just, like, really not proud of it at all. Um, (laughs) And I just think, like, I'm sorry. (laughs) You're you're so fine. I think, like, now and, like, because I think, like, the year, it was only, like, two years in high school. I, I mean, even though, I don't know what I exactly remember if I said like the entire high school experience, but I think it was only like a year, year and a half in high school that I was like a bully. And I know like before then and like now that like I would never act that way. And like sometimes I think about it and I'm just like so like ashamed of myself. Gosh, I don't know. <laughs> like it's just. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just want to say we are 
barely human beings when we were in high school. So I feel like that alone should feel good acknowledging that we're all just like doing our best to understand what it even means to be in a human body when we're in high school. Like I did some stuff I'm super ashamed of in high school. And in hindsight, I just... I guess have to give myself compassion that I didn't know any better. Also, I'm sorry if my line of questioning has uh, has been rude in any way. I think I was just being cheeky and I, I realize that you have shame around this and I don't want to encourage you to feel shame because you shouldn't. You know how cool it is that you even give a shit that you were mean to people? How many people are mean and then never think twice about it? Like, it is so... It hurts in a way, but it's beautiful to see how much it matters to you that you could have ever been mean to anyone. Yeah, like, I just, it's just not the way I conduct myself nowadays, I guess. (laughs) Like, I just hold myself to a much higher standard. And that's what you were, that's all you can do, right? Because you can't change the past, so you have to hold yourself to a higher standard now. But I feel like you don't have to hold on, like hold the burden of your past self in order to do better. You know what I mean? And it's funny because I feel like part of being mean to other people, which we've discussed today is first you're being mean to yourself. And so isn't it kind of counterproductive to be hard on yourself in the hopes of being (laughs) nice to other people? Like you're a person. I don't know if you know that. (laughs) No. Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I guess I should work on that <laughs> a bit more. Not even work on it. I always do that where I I identify a problem, if you will. I don't even think the word problem is in alignment with what I'm trying to say. And then I'm like, oh, I should fix that. It's not even like fix it or work on it. Just just consider that maybe being hard on yourself isn't helping you anymore. Like, do you really think holding the shame about it is doing you any good? No, honestly not. <laughs> You seem so nice and also and also your nervous laugh is so endearing, I just have to say. <laughs> um and Gosh, no one's ever said that before. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute. I just I think you seem really sweet and I feel like we all are ashamed of who we were in high school in our own unique fun ways. Uh, <laughs> and so I relate to you in in a in my own way. But I've definitely worked a lot on letting go of anger towards myself because I realized it was just sort of heavier than I need to be carrying. Mm -hmm. So I hope that you feel lighter. Can you let it go? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think so. (laughs) No no one can see you, but I'm just going to let them know there was a little eye roll there, which which to me means like maybe not yet. I don't know. <laughs> I guess I just have to work on it a bit more. Being kind to yourself? Just like, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't know if this is the solution for you, but something I try to do when I am hard on myself is like purposely think opposite thoughts. And when I'm doing it, I'm like, this is dumb. But I think it just kind of encourages my brain not to get lost in the negative stuff. I don't know. Just mm-hmm. a thought. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I'm codependent and try to fix people's problems. So I could just keep talking <laughs> at you. No, uh, you're all good. You're all good. Do you have any? This is just like. Yeah. I was just going to say like, this is just like the entire 
this entire thing is just so cool to me that like I'm on this uh yeah it's just really cool (laughs) I'm glad that you're enjoying it because for a second I was like oh my god she doesn't want to be here (laughs) (laughs) do you have any takeaway thoughts um I don't know not really um (laughs) I guess in order to not be a bully make sure you have self-esteem and in order to recover from bullying also make sure you have self-esteem I think that's really good those two things are very important or that one thing self-esteem in both scenarios scenarios self-esteem and self-compassion yes I think that's a beautiful note to end on thank you for (laughs) talking to me oh yes no thank you so much for having me on like gosh I never expected this to happen ever (laughs) (laughs) just as I suspected Bullies usually just don't like themselves. That's what, I feel like we all know that, but it was somehow kind of nice to hear it. Not that I wanted her not to like herself. I hope she loves herself. She seems lovely. And sometimes it can be easy, depending on where you're at in your life, in your head, to take mean behavior personally. So there is something comforting to know that there is something comforting in knowing that when people are being cruel, it's just because they're experiencing a cruel inner world and it has nothing to do with you amanda do you have any thoughts on that call um well she was so sweet she was so sweet her little laugh her little laugh was so sweet she's been nothing but sweet since we've been in touch um and i feel like i relate i was i was sitting here thinking Alex asked me if I were bullied, but she never asked me if I had also bullied others. And there are times that I've bullied others, too. Wow. Amazing. So that, I feel like, is probably relatable to a lot of people. It's like we've been on both sides of it, you know, if you really think about it. I'm sure most people have examples of, like, having been on both sides of that. You're right. I've been mean to people. Yeah. I mean, and then when I even think about further, like, into my career, I feel like there was some of that at certain places I worked and beyond high school you know it's something you kind of have to it's just like relating to other people and whatever I don't know I think it's like I get I get it I relate and also I feel like you did such a good job with her I think you thank you yeah I loved what you said like I loved what you said um I love compliments we've all done things that we wish we didn't do Right. Like yeah. we've all done things we wish you didn't do. And it's so cringy to think about. And I get that's the stuff that keeps you up at night. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, it's I could go to sleep right now or I could just like play the greatest hits in my head of like every horrible thing I've ever done. Literally you know? me last night. <laughs> it's like me like a lot of nights. So I get it. I get it. I loved her conclusion, which was that self-esteem is the answer I think that's so true so true I loved what and the way she said it and I I totally agree and it's kind of the way it's like it is that reminder of just like most of the things that people do are just not personal right and that self-esteem solves either side of the issue totally you won't take it personally if you have a strong sense of self and you won't feel the need to hurt other people if you feel good in your own right human experience yeah we love you I do. All right. And now for quasi confessions, where I will be revealing your secrets as my own to strangers on chat roulette. Very wordy. 
But uh, let's see. Let's see what we come across today. I always get so nervous before we film this segment because I just am afraid of creepy men. It's like, why am I subjecting myself to then this? I don't know. To then this. That wasn't English. I'm nervous. Can you tell? Let's do this. Hey. Hey. What are you doing? Nothing. Just chilling around. Me too. <laughs> what are you looking for on here? Uh, I'm just bored. That's it. Me too. That's I'm it. just. I'm just looking. What you're up to? What you? Ugh! I'm fighting with my mom, so I came on here to, I guess, talk to someone about it. Ah, uh, you can talk to me, no problem. Thank you. Hey, I'm here. You are. Well, do you hey. want to know why my mom's mad at me? Yeah, why? I made out with her painting, and then I ruined it. Is it like you did it like purposely, like, or it was just a mistake? I purposely made out with the painting, but I didn't know it would ruin it. She normally paints with acrylics, which dries so much faster, but it was an oil painting this time, and so you, usually it's never an issue, but... Yeah, I just, I ruined you know, the painting. Hey, that's not a big deal. I think you just say your mom that, mom, come on. It's not a, <laughs> like a big issue. I guess what I'm struggling with is she keeps asking me <gasps> why I made out with the painting. And that's what I'm having trouble telling her. Is it a very expensive painting? I mean, it's her job. So yeah, uh, she, you know, she's going to get, not going to get a commission on it. I okay. I think I'm just not sure how to explain to her why I made out with the painting. Mm-hmm. That's really sad. But I think... It's really sad. Uh, it's really sad. Did you say her sorry? Yeah, I did. I said sorry. And she's just really confused as to why I would make out with the painting. And, and then I... I know why I made say, out with the painting. Kiss. Say kiss. I, cause, and, and I know why that I kissed... I know why I kissed the painting, but I just feel like she doesn't. She'll you, never understand. You kissed kiss the painting? Yeah, that's how I ruined it. I kissed the painting. And what did you else? What else did you do with the painting? <laughs> I rubbed my chest up against it a little bit. Ooh. Well, like them? What? Them? Uh, after I rubbed my chest up against the painting, I took my pants off, and I uh -huh. just kind of straddled the painting. Oh no! Is it what was the painting all about? Well, she, she does portraits, so it was just a painting of a customer. It's a, it's like a customer with a nude customer. No, not nude. It was just a face portrait of a very beautiful woman. Uh, oh, okay. So, yeah, you were horny that time? <laughs> yeah, it, it happens a lot with her paintings because she's so good and some people are attractive. And then, but normally it's never an issue. I don't ruin the painting because she uses acrylics and they dry faster. Okay, then I guess the color just got stuck with your boobs, your body. <laughs> Yeah, the color got stuck all over my titties. <laughs> all over your titties. All over my titties. I'm so happy right now. Oh, that's so cool. 
cool? Are you kidding? My mom's like gonna kick me out, and you think it's cool? Yeah, but that's funny though. Maybe in, in five years I'll think it's funny, but right now I'm very upset. There's nothing to be upset. Come on, just chill. Tell your mom that you can make the painting again. That's just an accident or like that. I'll but just say, fuck you, mom. It, it took 12 hours. Do it again, bitch. That's what you think that's what I should say. Yeah. I wish you said like that. <laughs> but I would like to see the colors on your titties. <laughs> is, is that possible? Is that possible? You would. You would. Um, I'm going to have to... Kindly deny. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna go make out with another painting. <laughs> oh my god! That was, that was the best ever. Hey. Hi. <laughs> How are nice. you? <laughs> You're a pretty serious setup there. Everyone keeps telling me that. You're really taking this chair that seriously? I take everything I do seriously. Good. I like that. You like that? Mm-mm. You know what I, do. I don't like about chat roulette? Tell me. I don't like looking at myself. Mm. It like, throws you off, huh? What? It throws you off a little bit. It throws me off. I just I the amount of times a day I think about getting plastic surgery is unreal. And so I don't want to be staring at myself on the screen. Mm. You're very pretty. Don't get plastic surgery. Really? You have a very pretty face. You have a perfect nose. Oh my god! Stop! I'm <laughs> blushing. If there, there's yep. nothing on my face. If if you if you are a plastic surgeon, you had to give me plastic surgery. What would you do? Good question. By the way, just in general. <laughs> good first date question. Yeah, a good first date question <laughs> to ask someone what's wrong with them. Um, Are we on a first date? Yeah. Cool. Taking it really seriously with this microphone and headphones. I'm taking it seriously too. Now, what's wrong with um, me? Just the face. Just the face. Oh my god! I, no, I'll take any criticism. I guess. I mean, I don't want to sound suggestive, but we has to just be the face. It's all I've seen. Okay. pretty i don't know I, I really like your face i wouldn't it's so rude of you not to give me an answer maybe <laughs> a little slightly pointier chin oh <laughs> fuck you <laughs> a pointier chin <laughs> this is the best yeah. hey am i on the radio no am i on the radio Oh. No. Why you have such a big uh, mic? My mom got it for me. <laughs> <laughs> She's really nice. Yeah, she looked very nice. <laughs> she found something in my apartment, though, today, which caused, like, a big ruckus. What was it? Well, I live alone, and she came to visit, and sometimes I wipe my ass with the shower curtain, and she was just like, I don't know. She just thought it was crazy. I don't. 
It's my shower curtain. <laughs> you know, it's my ass. Okay. So I thought she found a, a dildo or something. She's found m multiple of those, and I found hers too. We've traded, reviewed. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> You're sure I'm not on the radio? I don't think anyone yeah. listens to the radio anymore. <laughs> Am I on Twitch? No. You're not a famous uh, streamer or TikToker? Something like that? Maybe I'm famous. Yeah. So I'm lucky to find you? Yeah, you're really lucky. <laughs> I'm so just speaking to a, to, a woman, to a woman, so why am I so lucky? You're only what what about women? Speaking to a woman. I'm only speaking with you, so why am I so lucky? Oh, you're saying you're only talking to me, so why, what's so yeah. lucky? You just said that I was crazy. Yeah. I don't know. So, I don't know why you're yeah. lucky. I wipe my ass with a shower curtain. You're not lucky. Bye. Sports. Hey. It's in the game. What? Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? What are you doing on here? Hey, what's up? Hey. What's up? Hey. hey. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm just hanging out on here, trying to have a good time. What about you? Me too. I'm talking with you. I'm talking with you. I'm talking with you. I'm talking with you. <laughs> I love this guy. Let's make a song. Let's make a song. I'm talking with you. Okay, ready? Yeah. You start. <laughs> I'm talking to you. Oh my god, that voice! I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. And you're talking to me. I'm talking to you. <laughs> and we're talking to each other. <laughs> and we're learning about one another. Where are you from? Los Angeles. <laughs> Where are you from? LA. Are you streaming right now? No. Are you streaming? No. Nobody's watching right now? No. God. He doesn't... He did not watch... She. She, he, I don't know. Sure. You don't think they don't watch. They don't think they're watching us. You don't think they're no. No. They have better things to do. Yeah, mm. actually. I do something kind of <sighs> I think it's fine, but other people have said it's embarrassing, and I wonder whenever I do it, I do kind of wonder if God's watching. What do you do? I wipe my ass with shower curtains. What is shower curtain? Sorry, my English is so bad. You know when you shower and there's like a cloth on the shower to open and close for privacy? Can you show me? I mean, can you show me that thing? I don't know what, what's the Do thing. you have a shower? Yeah, I have a shower. And then is there a curtain? Like a, a cloth on the shower? Cover or a okay. cover of the shower. Yeah, yeah. You understand? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. When I so, go to so the, the bathroom, so the water is not not. Yeah. Uh, yes. Going outside. Okay, okay. I wipe my butt with that instead of toilet paper. Why? 
it feels better. I mean, you're doing it every time or? I do it at my place because I live alone. I do it in hotels. And then if I'm at a home with five or more people there, usually I can get away with it. (laughs) If it it makes you happy. What? If it makes you happy, you should do it. Thank uh, you. You should continue do- doing it. Oh my god, I will. You're making me all nervous. I just feel so accepted. Is there anything weird that you do? Mm, I don't know. I mean, if it's not weird for me, it's actually I I, I don't have weird stuff. I mean, you don't have one. How, how weird did you find thing? out that that's weird? Actually. Oh, because people would come over and I have skid marks on my shower curtain. Oh, okay. And then if they can see it. Yeah. But why you don't hide it? I mean, it's my house. I, can't, I feel like I should be able to do what I want. Yeah, but not painting with shit. What? Uh, not painting with shit. Oh, painting with shit. that's a really interesting way to word it and I actually think that would help me position it to people in my life if they're being judgmental I'll just say I'm painting with shit it's art it's art it's art did did you draw that picture behind you I actually did yes not this one but which one this one up here can I see not with my shit not with my shit not with your shit I mean can I there, there it is. Nice. You should stream. I mean, maybe you're streaming, maybe you're lying to me, but never mind. You should stream. Why? I'm not interesting. You're interesting. I'm interesting? Yeah. She's interesting. <laughs> She's interesting. She's so interesting. <laughs> LA. What's up, LA? What's up? <laughs> Where's my ticket? Where's my flight ticket? I mean, oh, well, let me go get it. <laughs> All right, that was fun. Oh my god, I loved singing with that man. That actually gave me so much fuel. Oh, that was the best. And also, the guy who got really into the details of me making out with my mom's painting. <laughs> At first, he, he was, was just favorite. chatting, but then when he realized it could have. It's going in a sexual direction. He was, he was so like, excited. His face. So when he, he was like, ooh. <laughs> he was like literally like sex talking with that? me. Yes. What did you do next? Next. Then. <laughs> He's like, can I uh, see the paint on your titties? We should have some sort of game that we play for every time that somebody asks to see my tits on chat roulette. It's happened so many times already. We should have a game. I don't know what the game is yet, but we'll think about it. If you have an idea in the comments, let us know. It can't be a drinking, drinking game. game. No. Um, I just feel like drinking and what we're doing here does not quite align. We could have a tit. We could have a tit. We're after a tit if, counter in the corner of the screen. Yeah, I, I, the whole series we have a tit counter yeah. and what we're at, and then once we get to a hundred, I'll show everyone my tits. Yes. Amanda, you're supposed to say no to that. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's a good idea. 
I get it. You're my hype man. So oh, like you're I hype understand. Manda. You're hype. My hype manda is gonna say yes. Hype manda says yes. They could be in a. Okay, it's the tit talk. <laughs> I think we're gonna have to come back to this. <laughs> For today's round of applause, because we talked with someone who bullied themselves and others, and we established that the key to ending bullying is self-esteem, I think that we should play a little game where we say nice things about ourselves. Because I feel like all of us probably say at least... I don't know, 30. I I know I personally say probably at least 30 mean things to myself a day, but I rarely say nice things. And it's starting now. Amanda, are you ready? <sighs> I know. This is what we're going to do. Right. We're going to really quickly. Talk me into it. We're going to really quickly just say the first thing that comes to your mind, something good about yourself. And I want the audience to participate. So, you know, when you do affirmations on YouTube and it'll give you a minute for you to say it or whatever, I'm going to give them a moment too. Audience, you know, me, you, audience. Okay. Get We're it? We're only doing one. We're going to do five. I think there needs to be a name for the audience, though. I don't want to just say audience. Let's give them a general, like, Kim. Kim. <laughs> Kim. <laughs> okay, ready? I'm going to start. <clears throat> I am creative. I am funny. Kim. Good one, Kim. <laughs> I am a good friend. I am a good writer. Amanda is a good writer. Kim? Oh, so true. I am uh, resilient. I am colorful. Kim? True. Good. I am a hard worker. Hell yeah. I'm a hard worker too. You are. Kim? You think so? I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know, Kim. <laughs> Give yourself a lot of credit, all right? Okay, what, one more, I think. Um, I... Uh, I think I'm a pretty good painter. And also, I have a cute nose, said some guy on chat roulette. And I have the perfect length chin. <laughs> <laughs> Kim? Kim's all right. Great. I think we did good. I'm proud of good. all of us. I feel good. Me too. I do feel good. I actually feel good too. Wow. I really hope the audience chooses to participate in that. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to follow, rate, and review Revealing Your Secrets, the podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, you're only as sick as your secrets, so send them to me. Go to speakpipe.com slash revealingyoursecrets to leave a voicemail or fill out the anonymous submission form at the bottom of my show notes. Today's episode of Revealing Your Secrets is a production by Cast Media. I'm your host, Alex Weiss. My amazing producer is Amanda Elliott. My executive producers are Colin Thompson and Harris Lane. My editor is Arvin Lee. My technical engineer is Olivia Haas. And design and animations by Jeff Schweikart. We'll see you next time. Bye.